This one goes out to you. Yeah, I say this is. She actually listens to our podcast, and she doesn't listen to podcasts. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I got like I, I was always like, "What? You listen to it?" And then I'm like, "Oh no, you listen to it?" <laughs> oh no! Oh crap! <laughs> oh shit! I'm gonna get my, my stuff together here. Yeah, I'm like, oh boy, I better start putting some good content together. <laughs> so anyway, happy birthday, baby! So happy uh, birthday! Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to looking forward to celebrating that birthday here this weekend. So anyway, uh, how you been, man? Dude, I've been shaking it, man. I mean, I, I had a, a trip to New York City. I know. Big I Apple. Know. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's always a crazy, crazy mind bender. Yeah. You just think about these places are so big. Yeah. There's so many people, and you know, it's all it's crammed just, together in this little. Yeah. This little you, you know, spot. you take a half hour cab ride, and you you hop out, and you look down further from where you're going, and it's miles and miles longer of like big tall buildings. It just doesn't stop. Right. Right. Crazy. Right. But by that same token. Because you saw, you uh, got to hang out with your sister lives in New York City, right? Yeah. And you said she's got a, you know, like many New Yorkers have a small apartment. Yeah, it's true. Know? And so really, like, it looks like it's very expansive, but it's still a butt ton of people packed into a little place. Yeah, it's you know? like, it's like a filing cabinet. Right. Like, you know, you just, right. the way they put things, you know, it's, it, it maximizes space and just everybody. Now, I do had some, it did, did have something funny. I thought, um, you know, she, she showed me where her apartment was. And the door to her apartment, you know, it's a door, you know, along the facade of this building. Okay. And it's, uh, it goes into stairs that go up. But on either side of that, on one side, there's a Chipotle. And on the other side, there's a McDonald's. <laughs> and then there's her door right in the middle. And I thought, man, that's like a metaphor for like the middle seat on a Southwest Airlines flight. <laughs> It's like, there you go, man. Say no more. I said, man, I've been in that spot for a while. Yeah. yeah. More often than I'd like. <laughs> Sometimes I'm the Chipotle, other times I'm, I'm the, the McDonald's. McDonald's. I know. You know? Yeah, you're the quarter pounder of cheese, man. I feel bad for anybody who has to sit between it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. I like that one. Well, you know, today, uh, uh, it snowed today here in, in uh, Central PA. Yeah, how stupid is that? Yeah, we ended up having to, uh, which doesn't happen often, but we ended up having to cancel class because of the snow, because of the yeah. weather. Um, and uh, for the, those listeners that, that aren't from Central PA, I mean, we have a pretty, I mean, it snows every year. We have a pretty good system, you know, road clearing system and, yeah. and so forth. So it's rare that we have to cancel class, but... Uh, yeah, it is rare, you know. Uh, this one was a surprise. Mr. Paletti texted me last night and he said uh you know how would i know if you guys cancel class and i said well that's a stupid question because we don't <laughs> until we did and i said i'm just kidding we'll put it up on facebook that's <laughs> right i got messages i was getting messages from from duffield and yeah know, and i was like no 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 it's on because i mean the prediction was that we were going to get an inch of snow and it was going to turn to rain so i was like there's no and like and we get predictions for like it's going to be three feet of snow and then it doesn't snow at all you yeah, know? you get nothing. You get nothing. And then this morning, of course, we got about like four inches or whatever, and it was like, and it was, they hadn't cleared the roads, and so I was like, Ugh. so we ended up having to cancel class. So we'll see you knuckleheads on Monday for sure. We'll continue with our Kimura series. Oh, man. Hey, do you know what I did like about New York? What did you like about New York? Boiled hot dogs. Boiled hot dogs? Yeah, off a cart. Daggone, man. 
That's you get some guy with like gnarly fingernails and yeah. like a drippity nose and all kind of weirdness going on. Yeah, and, and nothing. You and walk right up to him and say, "I'll take, I'll take two with everything." And you wanted to put his hot wiener in your mouth. Oh man, and it was delicious. <laughs> I killed him before I even got on the cab. I mean, I walked out of the train station in in Penn Station, and there's a cart right there. Slammed two of those dogs, hopped yeah. in a cab, and went about my day. New York. I wish they'd park one of those outside my house when I get up in the morning. Uh, yeah, and then see, there you go. Go out to my car, grab a couple of dogs, and then see ya. Out you go, man. It's a great way to start your day. It's <laughs> terrific, man. It's terrific. So what are we talking about today? We got uh, this is uh, I sprung this on you last minute, so we're going yeah. to we're going to try and work our way through this. But uh, what are we talking about? I don't hate such things. I know. Um, Flowmaster Flex. Flowmaster Flex. That yeah. sounds like an infomercial. That sounds like a Suzanne Summers. It is, man. It's Flowmaster Flex, not the Bowflex in the house. Mm-hmm. It's getting it straight in your brain. We're talking about flow state. Flow state. Yeah, getting to the flow state. So this has been coming up a lot late, lately in, in class in particular, but I notice as many things occur, we have these themes uh, reoccur in our everyday life, whether it's our family, work, and so on and so forth. And uh, we got to, I got to talking to one of our students about this here just the other day, uh, and it was, it was in specific regards to an armbar escape. And uh, we were talking about we we're talking about the difference between being in a flow state and, and being up for defense. More importantly, um, we've also uh, our head one of our head instructors, uh, Greg, um, was talking about this just the other week on Facebook about working so hard. You mm-hmm. know, like when you're when you're fighting so hard in jujitsu, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Right? And what he's really talking about is is managing that or re- trying to reach that flow state uh, where you're. Where you're accessing your tools and um, and applying these things in a, in a in a way that's not you're not thinking anymore. You're just relying on the the fundamentals that you've learned and how to apply those fundamentals. So you're not exhausting yourself. So I liken it to this. I liken it to running into an obstacle. And in the beginning of everything that we do in life, it seems to me that we do one of two things. We either run from that obstacle. Mm-hmm. We just turn around and say, "I'm not dealing with it." Or we butt heads with it. We run right into it. Yeah. You know, we're like, I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to drive straight through it. The problem with it is, is that there's a lot of friction, a lot of resistance in that. You know, you, you end up working way harder than you have to. Sometimes you can get through it and sometimes you can't. But yeah. what I'm more interested in figuring out a way over it, under it, or around it versus blowing right through it. And I'm not saying that there aren't times where you just... Sometimes you just gotta, yeah. <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta drive right through yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. but that's not flow state, right? That's not that's not finding that that sweet spot, right? And that's what we talk about this today, because when we are in direct relation to like escaping an armbar, for instance, the difference between setting up a defense where you're holding your arms in and preventing that person from pulling your arm away and tapping you, um, versus knowing that the armbar is coming and working with it to yeah. get out of it means that when I'm when I'm set in a defensive posture that I I'm then stuck in that defensive posture and I think the word stuck yeah resonated with you earlier when we were talking about this yeah it's like the difference between a check and a checkmate you know yeah. and sometimes you just you know a check is like all right I've got to stop and readdress and put in a um, a movement here but checkmate means that like that there's no move you can make you're you're just basically screwed yeah you got you just gotta like hold on until you're 
done. Right, exactly. You're maybe looking to check to see if the clock's <laughs> going to run out on yeah. that. Or, yeah, those are the clock watches. Yeah, you're like, uh, I get, and then you're like, I, I win because I didn't get tapped, you know. But yeah, I mean, we that's a, that's a perfect example, especially as it relates to jiu-jitsu. Like, if you're holding on to that, that defensive position, um, and you've you've committed to just holding the defensive position, it then eliminates your ability, or I should say, shouldn't it doesn't eliminate it completely, but it minimizes the opportunities for you to get out of that position. Right. Um, and being in much like life, jujitsu, I think in a lot of ways mirrors life in a, in a lot of different respects. Is that you're going to find yourself in a bad spot a lot. Right. I mean, you. This it's like fifty percent of the game, in my opinion. Being in a bad spot, especially start going with people who are who are good. Sometimes it's like you're seventy five percent of the time in a bad spot, right? Well, yeah. You know, and so you have to learn how to like how to not quit. Um, and I don't mean like mentally give up. I mean like, okay, I'm going to go to this defensive place and I'm just going to hold it, right? right? And then and then considering that to be success because it it doesn't it doesn't work that way. If you if you manage that throughout your jujitsu career, eventually what happens is you this is just where you always end up. And you're not yeah. progressing. You know? Yeah, and I think I think the ultimate is what what we're trying to say here is is that if you get to the point where so right now if you're just starting out and you know let's just say you're not starting out in life like you can you can make this leap to anything you do, but if you're just starting out in jujitsu, we teach you a move, and so you get in a position and, and you have to stop and think and go okay I remember the move what's the first step and then you employ the first step and then you start the process of getting out sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, depending on if your opponent's ahead of you or not, right? So they might be rolling off to something different already as soon as you start to defend. Right. But the point is, is that there's a split second of time between yourself being in a bad spot and choosing to employ your defense. Right. And so it's that, that gap in there of what we're talking about. Flow is where that gap becomes really small or if anything at all. Right. So as soon as somebody puts you in a situation, you're already moving, and this becomes an automatic flow from one thing to the next. You're not thinking; right. you're just moving, right. and this is what we're talking about. Back in the day, um, you know, Michael Jordan used to talk about um, flow state, but he called it being in the zone, and you know, yeah, and, yeah. and he would yeah. talk about playing basketball, and you know, the, and, and a lot of pro sports athletes have talked about this over the years that like you just feel like you're just you're, your body's just doing you're not thinking anymore and you're that's just, right you're hitting everything because all of your fundamentals <laughs> there's the big f word are just floating to the top that's right that's right yeah. so we i mean it's interesting that you bring this up uh, you know because we want to talk about the root of where to find the flow state because one of the things that you and i've talked about before is that the flow state isn't a constant it's something that you have to work up to um, and even if you are well versed in finding your flow state, like it's still something you got to get warmed up for. Like you can't just you can't just access it. And some people can, I guess. Uh, on occasion, like you get lucky and you're just for whatever reason you happen to be in the zone, as yeah. you mentioned. But most of the time, like you have to get yourself geared up for that for that uh, to happen. And that stuff is rooted in fundamentals. It's mm -hmm. rooted in like the fundamental understanding of what it is that you're doing. And if you've not put the time into understanding those fundamentals, how they work, how they function, and practicing them on a regular basis, then you don't have access to them. Right. So the likelihood of you finding that flow state is more like, it, it ends up being more like uh, circumstantial. It was happenstance. You accidentally you had a good day, right? Yeah. But, but, but finding that like a flow state over a consistent period of time is rooted in this understanding of fundamentals. So let's talk about 
let's talk about the boredom of yeah. fundamentals. Why yeah. is it that we don't like doing the fundamentals? Yeah. Well, because it's it's the rudiments, you know, and, and I, I liken it to playing the drums. Like, if there's any drummers out there, um, I in no way, shape, or form am a drummer. But that being said, I had a roommate who had a drum set, and he'd let me play on it. And he had this book. It was called The Rudiments. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I don't know what else to do, so I'll just do these. Well, lo and behold, I, I can I can trick people into thinking I'm a drummer because I can do these basic fundamental things. By the way, I can't play a song. I can I can do maybe 15 different rudiments that, that you just sit there and you do the same thing over and over. It's a pattern, and you just do that, and you do that, and do that. But the reality is, if you want to play a song... You gotta know all the rudiments, and then they just get put together somehow. Sure, and the right? song is the flow state. Then. then the song becomes the flow state. Right. Well, I can I can attest to this um, because I play music, um, and I play the stand up bass. And it, it when I started with the stand up bass, first and foremost is this is that I didn't know anybody that played the stand up bass. I couldn't go take stand up bass lessons. The style that I was playing is not it was not orchestral, so I wasn't playing uh, arco. I was playing what's known as pizzicato, so I'm plucking the strings. Um, and, uh, and I play a slap style, you know, it's, uh, akin to rockabilly and, and old country. And so I make a rhythmical sound with my bass while playing the notes. And, and to learn that on my own meant that I spent every day, like two or three hours a day, playing the same damn notes over and over and over again. Da-dunk, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it was maddening. And there were definitely times in that that I was like, fuck this, I want to quit. Yeah. Right? But eventually, like, it turned into, you know, understanding, like, left-hand technique, right-hand technique, mastering those, putting them together, and then being able to play songs was, yeah. you know, a huge, a huge thing. And I'm still a hack at it. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not a professional bass player by any stretch but, of the But not compared to someone who's never touched it. Right. Right. Compared yeah. compared to someone who's never touched it, I, I'm a pro. Yeah. Right? But, but there's always room, you know, for me to continue to, fo- and, and I have to admit that my primary focus in the music that I play today is is rooted in fundamentals. I'm not doing anything extravagant, in other words. But it's, but it's also rooted in enjoyment. Sure. So when we play the actual <laughs> music, so when I'm on stage or we're playing, and we're, uh, Joe and I are playing a show tomorrow night uh, at the Columbia Kettleworks. So if nice. anybody's listening to this, get out to the Columbia You have to get out there. If you haven't seen these guys play, it's Seven phenomenal. O'clock. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, Man. it's phenomenal. Nice Grab yourself you. a beer and sit back, and you yeah. will not... Be disappointed. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, we uh, we play all original music, but anyway, the, the it's gonna be a great show. Columbia Kettle Works tomorrow night at seven o'clock. So we'll be bend the rails. We'll be playing. But anyway, when I play music, I'm in a flow state. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not thinking about where my fingers go, or what the next note is, or what the next lyric is, or how this breaks down, or any of that other stuff. It's just on, right? Yes, yeah. it's, it's 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 on. So I mean, I t- I totally understand that, and uh, and so I guess that the. the the quest that we're on at this point is figuring out like how do we get how do we get people to, to start moving in that in that direction like understanding that it seems frustrating at first that you would have to do this stuff over and over again or more importantly in terms of jujitsu for instance is that we're gonna teach uh, we're gonna teach a particular position and they're like I've already seen this yeah right but how many times have you and I specifically been in that boat and we're like I've already seen this and then you're like oh wait but I missed all this, <laughs> you know, for like seven years, I missed yeah, yeah. this one piece, yeah. you know, I mean, let's talk about that. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny, I, I was just thinking, and I, I, I think this is along with what you're talking about, um, everybody talks about the Blue Belt Blues, and, and you know, it's no, it's no secret 
that we've got, you know, uh, uh, let's say there's 400 people in the gym. There's 300 white belts. There's like 150 blue belts. So where I'm at now, I'm at 50. Yeah. Now we get, there's like, like. You're way up in the number, by the way. Yeah, am I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if we have 400 students, so we have 300. It's quick math, guys. Yeah, and we're now at 450, but that's But, okay. but the, you see, it's like an upside down triangle, right? Right, like, right, right. And, and as it filters point. down, I, I would venture to guess that the reason a lot of blue belts quit at that point is because they've kind of gotten to that first level of a colored belt. It's a little bit of success, but what happens is maybe they realize they don't actually like it. So you have a choice to make in blue belt. You either continue on the path of doing the fundamentals and becoming better, or you just keep pushing your forehead against the door until you realize, like, I just really don't like doing this, you know, and you're trying it the wrong way. And no one really ever breaks through to realize that, hey, you know, all this stuff you did as a white belt was all fundamentals. Yeah. And so you, you wonder why you're growing so fast. You got the blue belt and you stopped the fundamentals and you're like, why am I not getting any better? Right. I'm quitting. I, right. I quit. Right. And then everybody has to hear about how bluesy you are. You are. <laughs> so, so if you're being bluesy, like, Shh, shut up, shut up. And so I, you know, it's funny. I wrote down something here uh, at this point, you know, so let me just, let me just wrap this up with this. You have an option and, and if you're hitting that plateau, if you're getting to that point where you're saying, I just can't get past this, I'm not having fun, you know, I'm getting tapped all the time, why is everybody else getting better? I'm going to give you the fundamentals challenge. Okay. Okay. When you get to that point, come up to one of us, one of the instructors in the school, and just say, I'm going to do the fundamentals challenge this week. I'm going to do nothing but fundamental drilling. And then tell me if the week following that, you don't break through that plateau. Right. I'd be willing to bet a paycheck that you will soar the following week after you take a fundamentals challenge for one week. Absolutely. And let's be clear on this because I think it's important is that when we have, and, and this, this, I think this could probably relate even to just normal everyday life, is that you have folks that are, that are involved in your, and we'll use jujitsu specifically in this, in this context, is that you might say, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to focus solely on fundamentals or I'm going to focus solely on one position. So I'll give you an example. So, uh, you know, my bandmate, best friend, Joe Stetter, he's a black belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, he, when, he, uh, when he wanted to work on a position, he worked on that position, solely focused on that position for an entire year. Mm-hmm. He did not deviate. He did not abandon. And it didn't matter if he got tapped or passed, or if he was working on guard or whatever, it didn't matter because there's going to be people in this. When you start working on a, a specific position or a fundamental, you are you have to stay dedicated to it because other people are not in that state. They're going to be they're going to be in the smashing state, right? Yeah. And you're going to get tapped or you're going to get passed, but stick with it. Stick with it because I would argue that in a couple of years, yeah. maybe even less than that, they'll be gone and you'll still be here. Right. right, and then and then you'll see them, and we've seen this too. We've seen this in the in, in our uh, over our careers in jujitsu. Is people will cycle in and out of the gym. They'll leave, yeah. and then they'll come back a couple years later. And they're like, "Oh, do you remember me? I used to train." You're like, "Yeah," and then go roll with them then and see what happens. Right, it's amazing. I mean, it is amazing. It's an yeah. enormous like they're they're like a fish out of water. And this this was the person that used to smash the shit out of you. Yeah. You know. Well, and and I you know Jeff, you can attest to the fact that I, I'm not throwing out this fundamentals challenge. By the way, listen, when you do it, grab an instructor, voice what you're working on to them, 
so that when when you roll the following week, you have somebody that can attest to what you've done. That's right. And and you know I, I'm not above this at all. Like I, I just recently I I was getting passed on a stupid knee slice pass. Yeah. Constantly. And, and I mean, I pulled you aside and I said, this is all I'm working on. And it's all I did. I went to instructor's class and got beat my, I got my butt beat by everybody because I refused to do anything but work on that. Right. And, um, you know, so what happens, you know, it's, it's my weakness. So I got passed a lot until I didn't. Right. You know, and, and I can tell you today, um, looking back on that, I, I, I have, I haven't gotten passed by that specifically, um, since I did that. Yeah. And, and it's just the way it goes. Right. I mean. If I didn't do that, then I'd still be getting passed by it, and I'd probably start having that feeling like, man, I just can't get any better. Well, yeah, it's stupid, because he didn't work on it. Right, right. <laughs> but it, but there again, there there's the exact example of when you meet resistance, and then you're just trying to plow through it. Or, like I said, the second option is you just quit. You just yeah. give up. You're like, I'm not dealing with this. And so understand that like as though there are others that seem like they've got their, their act together, and they understand all these things. Know that they feel the same way that you feel, yeah. or have felt the same way that you feel. And they made a conscious decision then to say, okay, look, we can slow this down. So I'll give you another example, which is really interesting. I recently started snowboarding again. It was the first time in 20 years that I've been up on the mountain. And, uh, and I used to ride a lot um, when I was younger uh, and then into my tw- early 20s. And this time, though, I'm taking, I'm taking my boys and my eldest daughter up. And uh, my eldest daughter and my eldest son ski. And I don't know shit about skiing. I right. can't ski to... I couldn't ski my way out of a wet paper bag, right? But my youngest son wants to snowboard. And so he's starting from the very beginning, right? And what are we focusing on? Uh, uh, pick me. Yeah. What? What? Uh, fundamentals, sir? Fundamentals, right. Yeah. Who's training fundamentals to? Me. I'm training fundamentals as well, okay? And what I'm searching for is that is that flow state. But here's the, here's the key that I was getting at. And I was talking to my son, Max, on the way up to the lift because he's – he really wants to go fast. That's what he wants to do. He wants to just like fly down the hill, right? And I'm like, that's cool, but what's your hurry? Yeah. Right? No pun intended. But what's your hurry? He's 10 years old. I said, spend a couple seasons working on fundamentals, yeah. right? And I mean, there'll be times that we'll fly down the hill and have sure. fun, right? And start hitting jumps and doing doing cool stuff. But first and foremost is that I wouldn't want him to fly down the hill right now anyway because he could fall and hurt himself badly and not want to ride ever again, Right? Or he could hit a jump and not know how to land and hurt himself and never want to ride again. Same same thing with jujitsu, right? You yeah. throw yourself in too deep, like you could get hurt or something could go wrong, and then you just don't want to do it anymore. I said, dude, you're 10 years old. Imagine focusing just on two seasons of fundamentals. Like, yeah, you'll be amazing. You'll be an or, amazing Or two rider. years focusing on fundamentals as a yeah. white belt, he becomes a blue belt. Exactly. Right? Right. I mean, what's your hurry? Yeah. W- w- like... What do you hope to accomplish? You hope to ride all the time? Like, you hope to ride from now until you're my age? Yeah. You know, in your 40s? I mean, think about that. Think about if you're if you're now in your 40s or 50s, you're starting jiu-jitsu, what's your hurry? It takes 10 years to get a black belt. Sure. Right? That's right. And the reason you make it that way is because you find that flow state. I would argue. I'm not saying yeah. that's the case for everybody, but I'm just saying for me, that's what I think. Yeah, and I agree. And, and you know, you had, you had two options where you're either you either succeed... And you start getting past it when you focus. Yeah. Or you quit. But I would contend there's a third option. Okay. What's the third option? You stay bullheaded and you refuse to get into a situation. It's a good one. Yeah. And, right. and then, so what do you have now? You have a weakness. Yeah, that's right. You have a gap in your game, a weakness, or a fear. Right. And God forbid. So, hey, you know what the best example of this is? 
And I love when these guys come in, by the way. Wrestlers. To all you wrestlers out there, you guys teach us more about grappling than you could possibly even imagine because you have such good movement and you have such... It, it's so fluid. Your, your, flu, your flow state, it, it, it comes from years of experience. Right. But what has not happened for a lot of the wrestlers is that they, they were operating within a, a set of guidelines, right? Where if you put your back on the ground, you you either won or lost that match. Right. Depending on who, which one you were. Well, that left a gap in the game. Sure, of course. So now when they come in here to our to our gym, and we're playing off our backs, every single one of them will tell you, "Man, I, I do really good until I'm on my back." Right. Right. You know, and or or I'm doing really good until you're on your back, and then something happened, and I was tapping. Right. Right. And the reason is there was a gap, and and it's not anything that they've done. It's just because of the parameters of their sport. But you know, when we go into jujitsu, let's imagine that like you don't like being on your back because you're not good at it and you keep getting beat. So you do everything you can to stay not on your back. Well, now there's a gap in your game, similar to a way a wrestler comes into jujitsu. Sure. And and you know we see this in terms of like guys who are afraid to to fight from their back. You're not hiding from us. I'll tell you exactly what you do when you get onto your back. You turtle up. Right. Or before we even start wrestling. You will do everything you can to stay on your knees and try to muscle someone to their back. Right. So, so there's no trick that there's no trickery going on there. Sure. Right. right. We already know what's happening. We can tell you where your weakness is just because of the way you're reacting. Right. And so you can continue to butt your head against that wall and just go to turtle and hope somebody doesn't submit you. The time runs out. Or you can try to shove them around until somebody bigger than you just manhandles you. Sure. And now you can't stay on your knees and your gap is is exposed. You know, no pun intended. Yeah. But the reality is, like, we can either fall into the spot where we can overcome it, we can quit, or we can hide it. And, right. and the other two, I would contend, are probably, you know, quitting and hiding it are not successful traits. Well, good. I, I think that's a really key point. And hiding it is the is one of the things I think is most interesting, what you just said. And, and I, I mean, I see, it, I see it all the time. And you know how it manifests. It manifests in people talking a lot of shit. Right? Like, yeah, I used to be able to do this, or I could do that, or well, blah blah blah. And you know they're full of it, you know. Yeah. And you're like, okay. So, and that is merely because they were afraid to do it, or they they decided like that's not going. Like, I don't know how to figure this out, so I'm just gonna pretend. Kids do this a lot. You mm-hmm. know? They're like, oh, I already know how to do that. I'm super good at that. You know? Yeah, they, they won't do it, but right. they're like, I'm super good at it. And then you know, and it's this fear of failure, right? It's this fear of of being, you know being less than what you think you are in your head. And see, that's the thing that drives me the most bonkers is because now again, just like D'ing up, just like D'ing up so tight that nobody can like break into something, you cut yourself off from the from an enormous world of possibility where you can grow, you yeah. know, you can understand yourself better. Remember this, guys, is that everything, everything is practice. It's all practice. Yeah. You know, if, if, you're, if you're going to the gym if you're going to take jujitsu and we're rolling and we have live rolling at the end of every class and people compete with trying to win these matches and I use air quotes and win because the truth is is that we're just practicing. Yeah. We're just practicing. And even for our sport in particular, you know, competition, I would argue, is still practice because the fundamental, the root of our martial art is self-defense. Right. So the only time that this becomes an issue of whether or not it's, you know, not practice is if you're defending your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, not this is not necessarily the case in everything. So I mean, you can you practice other sports so that you can compete, and that that is the pinnacle. 
But for us, it's self-defense. It's defending one somebody's life. So look at it though from that perspective. You got to put it in context to what it is. Yeah. If I'm not defending my own life, then it's practice. Yeah. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. The more that you can relax and have fun, the more likely you are to find that flow state. Yeah, right? I love that. So don't hide. Don't hide. Every error, every problem, every concern that you have, somebody else has already had it. Yeah. Well before us, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I and like again, that's, so I thought that was really important. I, yeah, that's good. I say the third one is that. Well, and you know what I don't like about the third option is if you're hiding gaps, if you're if you're fighting um, to just not get there, uh, get in those situations. What happens is then you may actually hit a flow state, right? You might actually hit a point where you're just having so much fun and your body's moving naturally. Yeah. But when you get to that point, it's going to stop. Right. When when you can have an entire um, rolling session. And you've just flow rolled with somebody nonstop throughout that whole session. It's because there wasn't a point in your game where you felt you were hiding from anybody. Right. You know, you're fine on your back. You're fine on top. You're fine standing. You're fine sitting. Like, whatever you get into, right. you just keep moving. And it's so much fun. Like, listen, guys, it's fun. And if you're not having fun, I know this is what Greg touched on. If you're not having fun, you need to really stop and question whether or not this is for you. Right. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. Like, if you don't like playing rudiments on the drum, then it's it's just not, It's don't force yourself to do something you don't enjoy. I mean, rea- the reality <laughs> yeah. is, you know, and, yeah. and I, I learned this recently with, um, I, I bought a car, and it wasn't an expensive car, but the it's a very high performance car, and what I like about it is that my boys like it, and they want to do something with this car, and, and um, it gives them enough get up and go that they feel like this muscle car, and sure. whatever, so sure. at any rate. Um, you know, I had all these big dreams like, oh, we're gonna make this car nice, and we'll, you know, we'll do this, and we'll add this, and you know, change that. But you know what I'm realizing? Like, I really don't like working on cars. <laughs> so yeah. you know, so yeah. the fundamentals of that are not there for me. You right. know, um, I, I like hanging out with my my boys, so I might find something I enjoy about it. I'm not ready to quit yet because there might be a few things that I enjoy, and that might be enough to carry me through. But if that doesn't happen, my boys aren't enjoying it, my kids aren't enjoying it, my wife, my daughter, then, then it's, it, you know, that might be something I choose not to, to go forward on. That's right, and that's okay, too. That's okay, too. Right, because, I mean, it's all, it's all a pursuit, right? It's all a search for, you know, finding, like, what it is that, uh, that resonates with you. And, and, again, the closer that you can get to that, the more likely you are to find your flow state in that. Sure. Right, because we're certainly not, like, we're talking about things that we're knowledgeable about, but there are so many more things that I'm not knowledgeable about. Right. Automotives right. is one of them. Yeah, I can change oil and pump gas and then fill my air, you know, tires with air and shit like that. I mean, I know basic, very basic fundamental mechanics of a vehicle. Outside of that, like, you know, working on cars is no interest. And I thought, I, I, you will appreciate this because at one point I wanted to be what I thought was a gearhead, right? Like, I wanted to work on cars. I had a 56 Chrysler New Yorker that I tore apart and then had no fucking idea how to put back together. <laughs> And I had to sell it because it stopped being fun, right? Like, it was just like, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got this mess that i got to deal with. It stress. Right. And it's like, this was, and, and it didn't it didn't have to be a part of my identity or who I was. Like, you know, and of course, you know, buying it and all that stuff was cool, it was fun, like, but then it, it wore off. And I had, at some point, I had to recognize that this just was not in my future. Right. Yeah. And I could have bulldozed my way through it, but it, like, I would have wasted all that time and lacked the enjoyment, right? And the, yeah. same, is, the same is said for jujitsu. Like, like, we want you guys to be there, but I want you to be there because you want to be there. 
Yeah, we want to be there. That's why we show up at a- 6 Absolutely. It is the only reason. It's the only reason. Yeah. My- and we've always said if nobody shows up, by the way, guys, if nobody shows up, we'll still be there. Yeah, Galena and I are still rolling. We'll still be there. We're going to have fun. Yeah. Because that's what we enjoy. Yeah, I just enjoy it. And I can't tell you, I mean, I'll give you a thousand reasons why. Like, Because I think that's one of the big questions, right? When you when you meet people that are getting into things for the first time and you're at a at, you know a higher level of that, they're, you know, they want to know, what are the what are the secrets or what are the things that you like? What did you like about this and jujitsu in particular? What do you like about jujitsu? What is it about jujitsu? I don't fucking know. I just like it. You know, I, I like I, I like to grapple. You know, and but I think I think in the world of like the flow state, it interests me to learn as much as I can about my own body and what I can do and how I can apply that in a in a in a positive direction for myself. Yeah. That's all it is. You know what? It's it's funny that, that we're talking about this um, because he, here's the thing I like the most. When you find what it is you enjoy and and you come away from it and and you've you've hit that flow state or you're in the zone or yeah. you, know, you go to work and like everything is firing all cylinders today or I don't know, just enter any no, number of things into that space. You put the time in and it's finally hitting on all cylinders. Everything's greased. Yeah. Like, your relationships with other people thrive. Good point. Right? Yeah, like absolutely. you walk out of there and you 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 don't you no longer have this like jealousy of other people's success. You don't have um, this like competitive nature where like you still have to beat somebody or no. you know like you yeah. can actually applaud other people's success and that and that you know which by the way makes it so fun for us to teach this people who are having these same experiences with us because we see everybody rising up in the whole class. Yeah, and when you pass my guard or beat me or like you know submit me or whatever, like that's a thrill for me. It's so fun. You know, I like to think that we had a part in that. That's right? why one thing, if you've ever been to our classes, so we'll teach a class uh, move at the beginning of class, and you know, just a fundamental technique that everybody can work on. And when somebody hits that during rolling, you'll know it because we scream it at the top of our lungs. Class move. Class move. <laughs> You know, when we hit that, like, everybody freaks out because here's what's happening. Everybody is excited and super pumped that what was taught was finally happened on the mat and it happened in sequence and it happened in timing and everything hit, you know? And and when you have that happen, everybody wants to come and rush to you and be like, man, that was awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yes. Yeah, you know, even if you're the one who got the class move hit on you, you know, you're still right. like, I can't believe you did that. I knew you were going to do it and you did it. <laughs> yeah. It's the best parts, man. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, that's, that's one of the things I love the most. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. These are the gooey parts, right? I mean, this is, but this is exactly the part, like, this is what we're, this we're trying to say. There, there's no other, for me, at least in my mind, there, there just, there is no other pinnacle. That is like when you are connected to the people that you're working with. Uh, or, or on a journey together with and you're doing the things that you want to do and you're bringing you know at least joy and happiness to yourself that gives you the opportunity to bring that to others like you're at the pinnacle that's the yeah, top absolutely. that's the top and then the rest is just mastery the rest is just like you practicing until you get better and better and better it's an endless cycle um, and you know and, and to that end I'll say like as we were talking about this before and I think it's an important story and I tell it I tell it as much as I can and that is I, uh, I love fighting, you know, I, I've always loved fighting and, um, you know, there was a part of my life where I was, where I fought an amateur mixed martial arts yeah. and because I thought, well, I love jujitsu so much that I would certainly love striking and doing all these other things, right. And competing and fighting in that respect. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm not a very good standup fighter. It's the, it, it, I'm the only, I, I'm the only amateur, uh, mixed martial artist I know that has a losing record. 
And I'm not afraid of this to say it. <laughs> so here's the thing. So here's what happened. There are a couple key things that I had as attributes that were good. I had heavy hands, okay? That means if I did connect with you, I'd, you know, I'd do some damage. Um, uh, and I was pretty good at defending myself. And then I had jujitsu, right? Mm-hmm. The thing was is I, I just didn't enjoy it. I just didn't like, and I shouldn't say I didn't enjoy it. There were components about it. Like, I liked the, the way that it stroked my ego to think that I could knock somebody out. And I'm sure I still have the capability of knocking somebody out. That's Everybody has that capability. The thing was is it just didn't gel with me. I don't know what it was. It could have been it could have been any number of things. So I had to admit, just like you working on the car, just like me working on cars, at some point I had to admit, like, not only and not only was this just not my jam, but uh, I wasn't I didn't see myself breaking through to the next level on this. And at some point for me, it could be detrimental to my health. Right? Like there's only so many times you can get kicked or punched in the head, you know, because you're just not getting it, right? So I, I mean I think it's like so I just want to say that it's okay to like sort of experiment and figure out like where you are. And then when you find that place, yeah. you know, where you're, yeah. you know, you're happiest. Yeah, absolutely. Working. So yeah, so jujitsu just worked for me. Yeah. And right. So there's the opposite too, where people are like, if it doesn't interest me, I'm not going to do it. And, and those are the people, I think we all see them in our, in our lives, you know, where they don't do anything. They do one thing. And that's all they do their whole life. They've been doing that since they were like eight because they, they liked playing video games then and that's what they like doing now. They won't try anything new, you know. And, um, you know, that's that's the polar opposite of what we're talking about. What we're saying is give it a try. Like, a, a, you know, a, a good freshman try. Yeah. yeah <laughs> give, get it, out there and go Give the old college try. Yeah, you know. Um, and if you don't like it, don't be afraid to say, you know, just that it, I, I wasn't driven to do that thing. Yeah. But, you know, so in that, in that case the fundamentals are what we're talking about. If you're not driven to do the fundamentals. So what's the fundamental challenge look like to you? I think it's, I think it's simply, I think first and foremost, it's, if we, if we say the fundamental challenge, are we using a global perspective on this? Or are we spe- speaking specifically about jujitsu? Well, let's talk about jujitsu. That's, that's okay, our, so we'll go with jujitsu. So I would say like the first and foremost is if you're going to take a challenge, come and talk to an instructor, whether it's uh, Galeno or myself or another instructor at our academy or your own academy, Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a listener that doesn't train with us, I would say go and tell them that you really want to focus on 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 uh, a gap in your game and allow that instructor to point out what that gap is or to give you yeah. lessons to yeah. work on. Right, exactly. So I mean, and it could be something as simple as like I just don't bridge appropriately. I know that I'm lazy in my bridging, or I don't shrimp the way that I think that I should be. I'm finding myself caught in these positions over and over again, and they'll usually be able to tell you what that what that fundamental is and allow them to give you some perspective on that. And that's the thing you work. So if you're going to take the fundamental challenge, I would say then your focus, your aim is to say, I'm going to focus on this thing. I will put myself in that position to work on this over and over and over again, regardless of the, of the, the outcome. Sure. Right. Exactly. And, and just be, and know for yourself that, that you're working on something. You don't have to tell everybody about it. You don't have to say, well, well, you only tap me because I'm working on this. You know, no, no, no. You right? No, you got tapped. You got tapped because you are working on something and you suck at it, and that's why you got tapped, right? Yeah. But that's why you're working on it. Yeah. So just be okay with that. Yeah, just be okay with it. Right? Do you think a week is uh, is a fair amount of time? Um, I think to start, you should you should just focus on that thing for a week and see what happens. I, my guess is, is that once you've worked on it for a week, you're going to want to work on it for the next week too. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to start seeing where the connections are, right? Because that's what happens. So you start saying, oh, yeah, now I understand why this is working. And when it wasn't working, that's why all this other stuff didn't work. 
And sometimes it's just one piece of the puzzle, and all of a sudden you've got three moves that are chained that were ready, they were waiting for you, yeah. but this piece was missing, and you plug it in, and you're like, ah, now I get it. That's what happens. Yeah, the heavens open up, you, yeah. hear, the, you hear the, ah. Yeah, exactly. And once you accomplish that, then go find the next one. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm okay with you celebrating your success. So if you want to take a week or two and just whoop the shit out of everybody with your new moves, <laughs> go for it, right? You know what I mean? That's okay. <laughs> but but make sure you don't don't leave that and come back to, to, to looking at where your problem areas are. This is, this is shit that I do all the time. I only concern myself with my problem areas. Yeah. And for us, for you and I, my problem areas are specifically in regards to technique and jujitsu and teaching it. Mm-hmm. So we have an added layer of complexity to that, and that is how do I communicate? How's the best way for me to communicate this move to my students? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, and, and you know that's where that's where you know we we have appreciated the trust that our students um, gives us. Sure. All of, all of the instructors do. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, and and just know what we're doing is we are taking those same fundamentals and applying them to. To yeah. this, and by the way, if we didn't enjoy teaching, we wouldn't be doing it, you know. And, oh, absolutely. And and yeah. so that's that's the funny part, you know. The te- teaching is a rudiment, like you know what we put into the time behind the scenes, uh, coming up with, you know, the transitions from uh, one week to the next. Yeah. The transitions of um, one class to the next, and studying, making sure that we have our techniques right, and that Jeff and I are on the same page. Right. You know, these things have become such a joy to he and I, um, that. You know, it's, 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 and, and trust me, if we didn't want to do it, you know, we start our day at 4 a.m. I just wouldn't. To get there to make it all happen. So. <laughs> That's right. I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it. If I didn't want to, I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. So I that was a fundamental challenge in and of itself. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, we thank everybody out there, you know, for allowing us to do that. That's a yeah. great time. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll leave it with that today, man. Uh, I think it was a good, good episode, good show. I want you guys, you know, give us a, give us some feedback, even if it's in person or online or whatever, talk to us about about finding the flow state. Maybe you guys are well-versed in that, and especially in things that we don't know about. It would be awesome to hear those stories, you know, like where you're, where you find your joy and your most happiness, where you find that flow state, because it just, yeah. you know, it just continues this conversation. So anyway, yeah, get keep, out there. Keep it short, because we don't really find enjoyment in listening to your stories. No, not at all. Please don't. It was just me trying to be nice. I, don't, <laughs> I actually got to get my kids on the bus. I got to rock and roll, you know. I probably have to poop. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just waiting because I'm like, it's about that time and I got to go. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, I would, we definitely, you guys, take the challenge for yourself. Find a, find, find a problem area. Could be jujitsu, could be your relationships, could be your work. Like, find, find the gap in your, in, your, in, your, in your armor, right? Find the chink in your armor and try and work on that. Uh, and focus solely on it. Yeah. Like, there's time. There's no hurry. Not at all. Take your time. Because once you figure it out, man, then it's then it then that becomes a fundamental, yeah. Right? And now it's part of your arsenal. Yeah, so. I love it. Good episode, my man. All, all right, right everybody. Go, everybody. Peace. Peace.